and welcome to the Cinetific Institute. I am podcast professor Jason Harding. And I am podcast professor Atticus Blake. And here at the Institute, we take movies and see if they hold up under scientific scrutiny. Isn't that right, Professor Blake? Yeah, kind of. And this time around, we're taking a movie that has a lot to do with the Earth, right? <laughs> kind of. And stuff that goes on inside the Earth and space. Uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of. So, like, space and the Earth and the creation of indestructible materials somehow, right? Uh, yeah, because those totally exist. That's right. And lasers. And lasers, lasers. yes. Lasers. Who doesn't sonic, love lasers? Sonic laser things, right? Because uh, that's how that works, I guess. I mean... and, and, and somehow environmental suits that can withstand pressure that would squish you into a teeny tiny little grape-like thing. Right? Yes. We're doing that movie. The movie we're going to do, you probably haven't even heard of if you're young enough. It's a movie called The Core. 2006, I think. 2003. Yes, 2003. Ew. That's right. I was 22 years old. I wasn't. (laughs) But before... (laughs) I probably loved the movie then. Actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. I did love the movie then. It's a it's a stupid fun movie if you just don't pay attention to the science that's in it. Not science. <laughs> but before we can do that, there's a little segment that we need to do called We were fucking wrong. Professor Blake and I really do like to feel that we know a lot about everything. But the truth is, is we're as dumb as shit. And most people catch how incredibly stupid we can be. Isn't that right, Professor Blake? Yeah, they do. And I appreciate they it, do. though. I need room to be wrong. wrong. Uh, oh, I thought you were turning into a dog again. <laughs> I'm like Jim Carrey in Liar Liar. Wrong. Never seen that movie. Is there any science in it? Jason, I have to tell Don't you. Don't gasp because no, I no, didn't no, no. see it. No, 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 I'm going to gasp because I I got to tell you, out of all the Jim Carrey slapstick movies, that one is the most fun. You know, I keep going to these slapstick movies and I never see anyone ever slap a stick. Uh, okay, anyway. So, our, uh, we uh, we got some comments. We got a lot of comments on our last one, uh, on our last episode, which was the science of Arrival. Uh, oh, Arrival! Yeah, not too many disagreements, uh, more like adding things, adding knowledge. Um, oh. So, the first one is from uh, Francois Lacombe, one of our favorites. Okay. Anatomically, they would be far too heavy to walk on those spindly fingers, although the top portion could be actually some sort of gas bladder that gives them buoyancy in their thick atmosphere. However, I prefer the notion that they have modified their own bodies to adapt to life in space. Cool. Well, that's interesting, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, And then uh, when referring to the second law of thermodynamics, I was referencing how that if you had... Let me see. Two, four, six, two, four, uh, two... uh, Okay, anyway... If you had a certain number of degrees yep. of freedom in dimensional in dimensions, uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, like say you were in the fifth dimension, it's possible that you would have freedom from gravity because gravity is is dependent on time, like the way it moves, right? Okay. So I think that that's okay. what I said. It, it So like the second law of thermodynamics, it moves in a certain direction. You, you know, you push something off a table, it falls under the floor, the glass shatters, right? But gravity, right. the direction that gravity moves is time dependent, right? Mm-hmm. Or that, yeah. that thing 
things move because of gravity, just so I don't get another correction on that. Um, and he says, the second law of thermodynamics is the only physical law with a built-in time arrow. But that law is not fun in, uh, fundamental the way the speed of light uh, limit or the uncertainty principle are. It is an en- uh, okay. emergent property of particle interactions in space-time. But uh, what I was saying was, isn't, isn't not gravity also time-dependent? It moves in one direction. Well... But what I'm, I think that what I was trying to say was if you had degrees of freedom from that, you wouldn't have to worry. You would have degrees of freedom in time. Right? Okay. Uh, and so my response to him... I don't think all gravity is time dependent. You don't think so? You think gravity can run backwards through time? At its heart, what is a black hole? Uh, it's, an in, it's, a, it's, it's an infinite... Let me see. It is an... Um, all right. So I looked this up last week, too. Um, Did you really? It is, it, it is a, uh, just say, a lot of matter crammed into a sp- an infinite, infinitely small sp- point. Zero. There is, it's it's zero volume. Some, right. Yeah. But its suck zone is its gravitational pull. Right. And as you travel into the suck zone, time starts behaving differently. Right. As you start getting closer and closer towards that singularity. But does gravity so, start behaving differently? It has to, because you're saying that gravity is time dependent. In this case, gravity is actually warping space time. So it's running independent of time. It's actually causing time to move differently rather than the other way around. Time isn't making gravity act differently. Gravity is acting on time. Do you see what I mean? Okay. All right. I I think I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So my response to him was, uh, so hypothetically if thermodynamics has a one-way arrow and they are fifth dimensional, meaning they have degrees of freedom through time, wouldn't they be able to circumvent those laws? And he said, I don't know. That's a little above my pay grade (laughs) which i think is a wonderful response because this is the thing i don't know is a perfectly valid scientific response to something yes yes um let me see do 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 do. we've got let me find a micro one um microbloganism being an organic creature in no way allows us to assume they have dna uh they could be storing genetic information using a different molecule system um and to which i responded i don't think that that's an illogical assumption though uh no we have no but he said we have no way of knowing whether it is or not right mm, okay all right he also said, Hangul, the Korean writing system, is not a logographic writing system, but a featural alphabet. The Chinese, uh, the Japanese one is only partially logographic, being a mixture of borrowed Chinese logograms and syllabic symbols. Okay, so you corrected me on that one, Mr. Sciencey Guy that we love so much. Right. Um, okay, and we have a couple of new commenters. And two-time guest on this show. He ha- yes, he has been. <laughs> oh, I, I also, I left a comment. I said, I have to say that I'm really glad that my explanation of gravity and space-time were spot on because neither Francois nor, nor microbloganism has said anything about it. Yay me. <laughs> um, all right. Cassandra. The segment is called We Were Fucking Wrong, but you managed to put something in there to say we were fucking wrong. I was fucking right. <laughs> I was trying to find something. Now I'm going to go eat a burger. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, new commenter. I think she commented on the last one, but she, we're, we're seeing her return. Uh, Cassandra Brockett. Oh, cool. I think what's so fascinating about this whole thing is that it's a matter of perception, not of senses. In the terms of top-down processing, perception, and bottom-up processing, senses, colorblind people are a good example of non-linguistic situation related to this. Not everyone who is colorblind discovers they are colorblind early, although early testing mm. is catching uh, this amongst other lifelong conditions more frequently now. 
It is, mm-hmm. fa- is fabricating reading. It is fascinating reading about people who find out late in life as they can't physically sense different colors. But some people can still tell you the color of a car, which is true. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, do, 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 do. Well, okay. And a new commenter, um, Anton Oleg Schmidt. In languages okay. due to regional variations, there are different lexi- uh, lexemes or lexemes mm-hmm. with similar meaning. However, a 100% synonymity is Im- is impossible. Okay, I, I I don't know whether or not that's a word or he just misspelled something, but I'll have to look it up. Uh, consequently, words with overlapping meaning, kind of synonyms, don't mean the same. This is what divides hmm. people in groups that are shaped differently. Their perception of the world, society, and own identity depends on their performance of linguistic features. Example, lexical variation, garbage, litter, and waste. Okay. All right. Huh. All right. Okay. These words share common concepts but don't mean the same. We have differences for different words in different parts of a country. The us, the the U.S., wait, is he saying the U.S.? The us of these words, as well as the meaning, do differ based on region. So some people use, uh, that use e.g., waste, uh, I'm sorry, waste and don't know the word litter refer to a conceptual set of what they consider as waste. Okay. Okay. Um, And let me see. Uh, When our eyes fool us, that is biology. Misreading happens due to a a specific brain process that is biology. Uh, if If we just could change the biology so that the perception of time could change, but we cannot. As a linguist, I give this movie an A minus, a B minus mm-hmm. as a novelist, and the dude and the dude <laughs> from the the Department of Literary Research. Thank you guys. Okay, uh, so I guess he's trying wow, to say that he's cool. an actual academic, just like our friends yes. Micro and Francois. Nice. That's a that's awesome. Neat. That's awesome. I I always like this one, and I'm probably totally wrong. The difference between the words naked and nude, right? Mm-hmm. Naked can be applied to describe anything, right? Yes. You could say something, the the surface of the planet was completely naked. It had no... Atmosphere. Right? Yeah. But you'd never say, the, the surface of the planet is completely nude. <laughs> I, it sounds weird. Nude seems to only really apply to humans. And I've had people argue back, oh yeah, a nude beach. And I'm like, what's nude? About the What be- makes a nude, nude beach, beach nude? It means that you're all, <laughs> the humans are allowed to be naked. Or That's nude. right. In the uh-huh. nude. <laughs> I think there was a color, a uh, color. Uh, Barely legal nude dogs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Someone else said nude uh, pantyhose. They said pantyhose. They, they use the color nude. And I said again, what is that applying to? Right. That's humans. Humans. I don't know if that's correct or not. And I don't think it's the same thing that this guy was talking about. It's just a funny uh, word thing because I love the English language and I love how idiosyncratic it can be. Um, especially since we're, it's a lot of it is cobbled together from like I don't know. How how many languages at this point there isn't a language that we don't wouldn't mind absorbing i don't think hmm. is that everything uh yeah i try to only pick one from each person i mean there i gotta say Yay! there were like 70 comments on that on on last week's podcast which wow. i really liked that's good that's really awesome it's great to read it means that we're doing things or, right or making people angry either way we love seeing that comments. is so fun i i you know we shouldn't be making people angry we're just two dudes talking of shit that's what we're doing okay all right, grab a shovel. It's time to dig to our way to the Earth's core. Because <laughs> that's as possible. We look, as we look into the science of the core. The planet now, core. I'm just going to <laughs> shut yeah, up. Yeah, I, I mean, the one it. filled with water, George? The water-filled planet Naboo? <laughs> 
Uh. I'm going to just do a quick recap of the movie, okay? Um, For some reason, the Earth's core has stopped rotating, which is causing our our, uh, electromagnetic shell, or the, uh, what do they call it in the movie? What is it called? The magnetosphere is starting to break down, and that's letting deadly, deadly, awful radiation to get in, and it's going to kill us all, and we're all going to die. We're going to burn up, and it's going to be bad. But some people... won't. make a tunneling sh- I know a tunneling ship that will tunnel all the way down to the Earth's core while they'll explode nuclear weapons that will make the Earth's core spin again and then we'll get our magnetosphere back and then they do it yay the end right yes so all right, what do you want to start with first let's just start with the beginning of the movie which is they show a, a happy snappy businessman going about his business and he's like let's go make three million dollars and he walks into the yeah, room 30 and he passes million. out on a glass table you know the kind that you poop on while people are underneath and they watch <laughs> stop it <laughs> And the, and then a bunch of other people drop dead out on the street, and then yeah, and then they're like, well, what the fuck happened to all these people? So and there's they, car accidents and stuff. Yeah. So supposedly, okay. So they bring in uh, Aaron Eckhart, and uh, uh, I I much rather prefer him as Two Face. Anyway. Uh-huh. And uh, who's the other actor? It's a French actor. I forgot his name. I don't care. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> they bring them in to the room with the bodies. The the government brings them in and shows them these bodies because that's totally how the government works and they say right. what do they all have in common and uh, 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 Aaron Eckhart How'd says they, die? they all had pacemakers so here's my first thing if you had an electromagnetic pulse that was strong enough to stop a pacemaker which can happen right uh, mm-hmm. it would have turned off the traffic lights <laughs> Outside in the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, they showed that people had gotten into car accidents and okay, stuff. Okay, but the, that, I, that's because the person with the pacemaker crashed it. There were still traffic lights turning on. Oh, okay. I didn't and notice the, that the cars, part. <laughs> and if it were strong enough, it probably would have killed the car batteries as well, don't you think? Mm. I'm not going to say definitely, but I will say it's at probably... No, it, cars, cars would stop if the electromagnetic pulse is strong enough. It will cause anything that has electricity running through it to stop okay. working. Uh, my problem okay. with this all also is the fact that a pacemaker is not it while it while it keeps the pace of the heart it isn't it isn't there just keeping the fucking heart alive that's not what it does yes it is that's what it is it's like an artificial heart it just no. keeps reminding the heart keep beating it's, right it's there to set the pace of how the heart beats based on other on 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 brain signals and its own internal workings if it turns off that is not going to immediately kill the person who wears it. it could, but not every single person that has a pacemaker within a certain <laughs> certain radius of the electromagnetic pulse. I'm sorry. But it did. What happens when a pacemaker stops working is they, they bring you back into surgery, they give you a new one, they put the nodes back into the heart, and they just stitch you back up and you got a new one. You don't just fucking drop right. dead when it stops working. No, you drop dead. That's what this movie taught me. You die. <laughs> Wrong. Forget to change the batteries in it, or do they even have? Are they externalized at all anymore? No, it's internal batteries. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. What do you just hold a charger up to your chest now? Uh, uh, some of them yes, but then some of them I just have a, a long-lasting battery because apparently the electrical <laughs> no no the electrical impulse is not is not that that's needed for it is not that strong. Jesus, what kind of messages are you sending to the person that got a pacemaker? How long will this battery last? Oh, you don't need to worry about it. How long will the battery last? 10 years, but you don't need to worry about changing it. 
I'll have to look that up. Actually. Why? I, I do know that I I know I know a lot of people personally because you know what I do for a job. Yes. Who have pacemakers? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. And I rarely, if ever, have seen a charging port or a charger yeah. or a charger that they stand when they stand next to the plug and they're like, eh. <laughs> just lean them up against the plug. Or it's like one of those new the new uh, phone chargers where you just lay the phone on top of it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. char- yeah. No, uh, I haven't seen anything like that. There's no plug. There's no opening. Uh, it's just you, right. you, you, so at one point standing a person up I'll put my, my hands under their shoulders and be like oh you have a pacemaker because my thumb will touch yeah. it it's, so the next thing that happens is a bunch of birds go crazy uh, so uh, Jason I gotta ask you because I well uh, frankly I didn't look it up <laughs> Birds don't what? only follow the magnetic field, do they? Okay, uh, let's describe what happened in the movie first. They're in Trafalgar Square where there's a lot of pigeons, and then all the pigeons start flying around like crazy and smashing into windows and fucking into the morons. sides of buildings, <laughs> and you know, running into each other, and they cause lots of car accidents again. And then it just stops, and they, the the rest of the birds fly away. And what they say, this inspires our our scientist hero guy to go quick. We need to know what's going on with what's making all these animals do that and what she says is he says how do birds navigate and she says by what it's uh, electrical impulses in the brain that follow the the magnetic field of the earth mm-hmm so <clears throat> here's the thing yes no well, they do kind of they fudge it a little bit when when he says how do birds navigate she says by sight and he said no no long range stuff and he says oh with the uh, with uh, you know this kind of internalized kind of compass right so birds do have that to to navigate long distances right right yes but they're what they're saying is is that whatever happened to these birds caused them to freak the fuck out and not be able to see Yes. Immediately, their brain started... went. No, no, no. Got to follow the 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 and then they just spin. In Even a though circle. I'm not, yeah. And they moronically crash into glass. I mean, I'm sorry. I have seen a bird do that, but as I understand uh-huh. it, the bird thinks it's seeing a rival or a mate in its reflection. So it and then mm. it's the it's the glass. Right. I once watched or the cardinal the do this until it bled. Or the glass is clean and it just hits it by accident. Yes, that too. That can happen. But these birds, now that they have have had their internal compass all fucked up and even though they're not migrating anywhere and they wouldn't be utilizing that they just start flying around in any direction possible and become these feathered bullets and they scare a poor little kid so um no that's not no that isn't what would happen they might get confused when they try to migrate and guess what it's happened on this planet oh yeah that that's because probably our something that poles we should shift yeah yeah our poles our magnetic poles shift it's not always at mm-hmm. true north. It hasn't always mm-hmm. been at true north. In fact, I believe on in some occasions in our history, it's actually been uh, opposed to the to the spinning axis of the planet. Meaning that it, the yeah. magnetic north was like on the equator. It flips for short for short periods it flips. of time. Regularly flips. It takes a long time for them to flip, but it does happen. It hasn't happened in, from what we can tell, since we've been using magnets to find magnetic north, but. It it does happen, and and we find it in the in the rock layers. You can actually see when the flips occur, and they occur on a regular basis. And uh, birds have been alive 
a lot longer than we have. So, and they more than likely have been using this navigation, but more than likely they just wind up in a new place and they go, oh, that's weird. I thought we were going the right way. But they also have a backup system, which is called looking around at where they're going. They do have pretty good so, eyes, don't they? <laughs> yeah, not all, but a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. them do. And there are other things that they are keyed into, like different smells along their journey and a whole bunch of other stuff. Bird smell? So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, ki- smell. I'm kidding. They touch. They feel things. Temperature. Some people postulate that they have emotions, but no. What? No, birds don't have emotions. How would you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> They're tasty. Uh, Don't tell me they could feel. So then Aaron Eckhart is prompted to ask all of his PhD students to what? Uh, Start working on this project about uh, correlating um, bird migration stuff and whale migration stuff and a whole bunch of animals, you know, odd, odd things that have been happening and correlate it to what? The entire planet. The entire planet. And also what he works on. He's a geologist. Yeah. But he wants it all correlated, and he wants it all put together. And if they do it, what will he do, He's Steve? Gonna, did you just call me Steve? Oh, my God, did yes. I? Shit. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, it's it's okay. I get it. He, he, get, he gets two shows. To. He gets two shows. I get one. Oh I, I get God. it. I get it. I get it. Okay. But anyway, yes. He tells him, and this it still pertains to science. He tells them he will hand them their PhDs. Do not, uh, you know, do not. Uh, no, he said. He'll sign their doctorates. Yeah, he said they'll sign their doctorates and just give them to them because that's how that works. They could be first-year PhD students and he's just like, yeah, build me this model of the earth and I'll fucking give you that. But if my hunch is right, we're all dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how that works. It's, It's like four years, like minimum. Like, but would he also pull all of these? Because he pulls, like he says, pull the kids from this department, pull the kids from, from this this group. And, yeah. And we'll all put them together in one, and we're all going to study this right now. Hurry, fast, right? Mm-hmm. At least it's not just one guy doing it, right? Yes, that's true. He asks a lot of them to do it, but then he just says to these three specific students, I'll sign your PhDs, your doctorates. And they get, yeah, his, the female one wets her pants, and the other one goes, okay. And so he takes his findings and he goes to an uh, asshole some some <laughs> asshole some some scientist that's famous for something what is he famous he's for? he's also a geologist what, what i guess is a, a world famous rich geologist right <laughs> well this is the thing jason do you th- i mean other than the fact that like say richard dawkins had a tv show in england and he's yeah. made many publications on the subject is evolutionary yeah. biology really that interesting to the like the general public well i mean documentaries but i don't no, think no, no. That i even mean richard the specific dawkins... study of evolutionary biology nah. most people would most people either they just don't i don't believe in that or they do and they just don't no, care right. to learn about it i think it's okay but i mean <clears throat> we see a geologist coming out of a museum surrounded by reporters and people wanting autographs yeah well i mean so he's he got, must and have I, you know what i i was told to tell you that he has a terrible wig because yes, you know who i watched this wig. with <laughs> Yes, I know who you watched it with. <laughs> and no, actually, I'm sorry. I noticed that he had a terrible wig first because I was taught to notice it. And then James agreed. It is a terrible anyway, wig. Anyway, 
he gives him the findings and he says you need to read it he reads it he goes hmm i don't know about this and then he he, he brushes him off finds he brushes him off but then he opens up a safe and takes out some mysterious folders right and then he calls nasa because he can just do that yeah, he yeah. just call NASA. now we need <laughs> houston somebody's like um you've reached the front desk of of uh national aeronautics and space <laughs> like does it actually work well, even no that way? remember we have this we have the space shuttle thing that's true anyway he said but he says something ominous first he says destiny has caught up with us <laughs> yeah we are, we're not doing a movie review anyway <laughs> no i know but that's that that pertains to a later such a scientific situation so we see we see the space shuttle remember that kids we see the space shuttle and it's coming in for a landing okay i have to ask you jason what i thought i saw was yeah? plasma trails coming out of the back of it you did is that is it, i don't think i've ever seen anything like no. that on film no okay all right well number one the first thing we see is that it repositions itself and it's got these little maneuvering thrusters that it actually has all over the ship yeah. and they look like they were coming out where they were coming out of the only problem was we were in space and we could hear them going off and is there any sound in space uh, yes but we wouldn't be able to no. hear that no. no. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, there is. It's just you wouldn't be able to hear that. No. No, people have... No, 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 Jason. It's just like when people say there's no gravity in space when you are away oh, from gravity. there. Yeah, okay. There is some sound you wouldn't be able to hear it. Us, the, us, right. the viewer, would not be able to hear it. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it repositions itself. It comes in, <laughs> and because of screwy stuff... What? <laughs> I'm just making the, exactly. the altitude adjusters or whatever the fuck you call them. Because of screwy stuff, it's off. It's not landing where it's supposed to land. Instead, it's landing in Los Angeles. Oh, oh no! Oh. And then it lands in a. So I had canal. my question was: Is it that easily for the? Sh- is it that easy for the shuttle to be out of position? Like, I mean, I understand there have been accidents, like a lot of them with mm-hmm. NASA, right? Well, not. I don't know. I mean, yeah. You know, the Challenger, Apollo, Apollo, but uh, not like you know, this. Yeah. Uh, but, like, this is literally where it's just an, an electromagnetic pulse sets them off course while they're... Did you notice that they were on course first and then suddenly they were off? Like, did the electromagnetic pulse... If it messed with their systems, they would have been able to see that mm-hmm. that the system was wrong. The ship itself mm-hmm. was moved out of position. They didn't notice until they could see Los Angeles out their front window. No, yeah, but that's what I'm, that's right. what I'm saying. The confusing part is the EMP knocks out their navigation system, but the shuttle was already on its way to where it was supposed to be. Actually, it was a failure in their ground tracking information. All right. And I don't know how the thing that's tracking it on the ground would make much of a difference as to, you know, how it would change its trajectory as it was coming in. Mm -hmm. You would think it would only be a couple of adjustments and you would be good. Yeah. But But is it also that difficult to put them back on course? Like... Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, haven't we been working on this for quite a long time? Like, It was out for a long time, and they didn't know it until they saw L.A., and then they had to do all that stuff. Uh, yeah, and then it, rather than crashing into Los Angeles, she's able to mm-hmm. work out the mathematics, which, I, I'm sorry, it is possible for a person to do this without a navigation system. We actually had to yeah. do it. With, but uh, here's, was it Apollo here's 11? the thing. The, the shuttle's position is managed by more than just one 
thing going wrong. There are several different there are components on board the shuttle. There are several uh, things that track it as it's coming in. They would have known a long time ago. I think in the movie they said it was 130 miles off course, right? Uh-huh. 130. They would have known way in advance so that they could self-correct, even if they had to do it manually. Because you know, it, it is like a boat. You have to turn what? long beforehand, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's moving very fast. We're talking yeah. about chain when you when you make a, an alteration in course, it's it's measured in miles, mm-hmm. like most planes. Most planes well, don't sorry. turn on Kilometers, a dime. They're not a car. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Well, yes, but NASA <laughs> uses metric because, well, they're fucking yeah, I smart. Know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they do say miles in this movie, <clears throat> so there you go. <laughs> Anyway, so they hire a guy, they find a guy, who's invented things that would make him rich beyond the dreams of avarice. They find this guy living out in the desert, and he's created a thing. Oh, you forgot the quick and dirty explanation. What was the... Oh, When the, he goes God. and meets, he's like, I got a whole till that everybody's going to fucking die. So what he yeah, says... Yeah, he comes in and like, what he basically... His yeah, explanation is pretty good. But what he says, the whole premise of the fucking movie... Or is this the big enchilada? Are we doing the big enchilada? We may as well if we're doing it by how it goes. Okay, so yeah. the, bi- the big enchilada is that... He says that if the core of the Earth were to stop turning, the electromagnetic field would stop. It would, if if the core stopped turning. But that everybody mm-hmm. on Earth would be cooked alive within six months. Yeah, that's what Jason. he said. We'd lose our magnetic, our, our uh, magnetosphere. It would stop protecting us from solar winds. They represent the solar winds as someone lighting the spray from a, a can of air freshener as it burns a peach. And it is is that what would happen, Jason? No, <laughs> that is not what would happen. No, actually, we would, as I understand it, and this is the this is the part I did do a little bit of research on. Instances of cancer, probably skin cancer, would go up a little bit. But oh, what, yeah, what else do we have that protects us? from that kind of stuff. Our atmosphere. And the ozone layer, which is repaired. Uh Uh-huh. Right. (laughs) Which has been repaired. Yeah. It's not like cosmic... Okay, the whole thing about cosmic radiation and microwave radiation coming in, some of it comes in, and as I understand it, in the past, we have lived with a weaker magnetic field where human beings, Mm -hmm. noticeably human, meaning like within the past million years or so, were exposed to these levels of... higher levels of cosmic radiation, and we're still here. Uh, In fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that actually caused changes in our evolution. But either way, either way, what I'm saying is it didn't fucking cook everything on the planet like forest fires no. and millions of lightning strikes per square mile like he <laughs> says, like like and, and, and burning the Golden Gate Bridge to and birds going crazy, and bur- yeah so the the entire premise of the movie is not true. But then what's in, after this not mm-hmm. true thing that he tells everybody? What what did we do, Jason? Uh, I can't remember. You were talking what about. I don't know what you're he's like, we can't get to the Earth, the core of the Earth, except with oh, a two inch drill. So but, some and then of the stuff he's bad wig guy is like, this, but what yeah. if we could? Some of the stuff he says is absolutely true. They said we can go into space, and he said space is easy. It's it's empty, a, which it, it is not easy. But either. yeah, but he says some of the stuff is very true. 
true. We're talking about, you know, tons of pressure. You know, we've never even, we've only managed to, to drill seven miles in with a two-inch drill bit, which is also, that's factually accurate. And he says, you know, it'd be, you know, thousands of degrees. There's no way we can get, you know, we, you know, it's under our feet, but we just can't get to it, basically. And he's, he's true. And then Wig Guy says, but what? But what if, if we, we could? could? What if there was a guy who made things that couldn't exist? What if there was a guy <laughs> who had named Captain Plot Convenience, who conveniently <laughs> made a, 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 he invented a type of, is it a metal? I think it's a metal. Oh, he's d- okay, so the first thing we see when we go visit this scientist is that he has this turb, this kind of like laser. He says it's a laser and a sonic device all in one, and it, right? And it looks like it looks like a Gatling gun, <laughs> like an old-fashioned Gatling gun. And it literally turns on a light that bores a hole through rock. Yeah, leaving nothing behind, so it's vaporizing rock. Yeah. Right? There's there's not enough. They show him, he turns it on, it bores it's a hole straight through this, like, really big hill, right? And it goes all the way through it. Fuck anything behind it, <laughs> you know, further back, but it bores, it burns this big hole. Now, here's a couple of problems I have with it. Are you ready? That's a lot of energy. N- number one, it's a lot of energy in order for you to have a laser that would be able to <clears throat> generate the heat necessary to pulverize the rock. What he says is it uses... Sonic vibrations very much like when um, they use uh, sonic vibrations to destroy kidney stones. Kidney stones. Yeah. There's a big, there's a difference. Oh boy, there's a difference. But this thing would burn a hole through a, like just, just vaporize a person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, did you notice how the lasers are all in a ring around a circle? They spin mm-hmm. like on a barrel, mm-hmm. right? And at the edges of the barrel, mm-hmm. right? Lasers it's a usually lightsaber. tend it's to shoot. It's just a lightsaber. I mean, kind of. They tend to shoot straight out, mm-hmm. right? So how come that hole had stuff in the middle that was gone? What was destroying the stuff in the middle when it should just be a ring cut into the side of the into the side of the mountain? Uh, yeah, but it, you know, if you if you if you spin light, it actually curves the way you spin. <laughs> I can't say you couldn't even you couldn't even get through that. No, but that thing I swear that that's what they mean. That and and instead of going in straight lines, (laughs) number one, there's no reason for wanted when they they throw the gun in a certain direction and the bullet curves. I don't remember that movie fucking. (laughs) Oh, I know a movie that we should be doing for this show. We haven't done anything about ballistics yet, and that's a perfect movie to to, to fucking talk well, about. You just, yeah, if you flick your wrist a certain way, you can make you can break all the laws of physics. <laughs> so the laser thingy. Okay, now we have very powerful, very powerful lasers, but they can only be run for a fraction of a second, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how powerful a laser they need in order for it to atomize stone, but that's what this thing does. It literally atomizes, the, it just basically creates a hole in the side of the mountain. Now, in order to do that, it, and with no dust, or and, I mean, there's a little bit of dust, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, right? here, here's a question. Um, what What is the uh, what is the African-American gentle, gentleman's specialty? I don't know. Is it, is it chemistry? Because he's able to create no. unobtainium, which is the metal that they use that will protect them from the scalding, burning molten magma. When they go to the uh-huh. core, but also he seems to know a lot about physics because he he does things with mm-hmm. optics uh, and sonar. And uh, I, I mean, well, remember this tunneling machine is his baby; it's his life dream. Yeah. That's all he. So he knows everything he needs to know to build one, right? Regardless of what field, he must have multiple PhDs mm-hmm. because we get introduced to the next thing: unobtainium, right? 
which is what they call it in the movie. And they kind of wink at they they know it's a joke, right? They know it's a joke. Unobtainium is a sci-fi thing. Mm. It's used in in Avatar. Is it? <laughs> oh, I don't even remember. That's what the mining company's there for. They're there to to extract unobtainium from the planet, whatever. Oh, moon okay. Moon. I, I watched it once, and I hated that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> You don't apologize. You never listened to my review. No, of it. I, I did. I listened to your review it, and I was like, "Wait, I still don't need to watch this movie again." It, <laughs> no. I, I'm sorry, everybody who thought this is amazing and beautiful and it's like being that's like the mm-hmm. Native American. No, it isn't. No, it fucking isn't. Now remember what he said was he slipped the crystals between the molecules. And, and now he he. Uh, I don't remember the description, but essentially it's like a it's like a metal where okay so. Uh, nah, it, it's not real, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't obey any laws of physics. Here's what he says it does. The more pressure and heat you apply to it, the stronger it becomes. That's not how that works. No, no, that's not how that works. And also, later in the movie, we see pressure and heat crush these things like beer cans. So I don't know how that works exactly. Is oh it? Oh my god, I never realized that. Uh huh. Yeah. It kills like one of the guys. It's like the main thing is that this part of the se- section. Oh no, is, well, it was compromised, wasn't it? Though, like some of the some of the lava had gotten into the into the inside. Oh, but it would still cr- it still. Would wouldn't crush it, it would still retain its shape if it, it wouldn't did what crush it, it if it's yeah exactly and but i mean that it's all just plot contrivance to kill people basically towards the end of the movie and but i mean can something that gets stronger under heat and pressure exist um i guess we'll have to ask our audience now won't we yes it can it'll change its composition and it does have an ultimate breaking point but if you put anything under can here let me ask you something what happens to carbon when you place it under heat and pressure carbon and it turns uh, it turns into a diamond right well not necessarily well i mean yes yeah 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 it's heat and pressure yeah and so it actually changed its overall shape so the idea that he has made something that actually becomes stronger under heat pressure okay i gotta say though diamonds are pretty brittle though yeah they're pretty brittle how did he test it Uh, he went to the core of the earth in a in a suit (laughs) made of the stuff and it didn't cave we'll in get his, into the his suits. fucking skull. We'll get into the suits in a second. Um, but, I mean, even if he could test it, what would happen to his unobtainium is is that it would structurally change the more heat and a pressure and pressure is applied to it. But in the movie, as they go deeper and deeper into the Earth, nothing happens to it. It doesn't change form. It, you know, it, they keep saying, oh, it'll, it'll be, it'll get, but it's fine. Oh, here's another thing that it does. Are you ready? Well, it, oh, it, it converts heat it, into ener- into electrical energy. Do we have metal that can do that? Because that'll save the planet. I don't think so. <laughs> they never say electrical energy. No, either. but they just, they say, just say energy. energy. But they mean electrical energy. <laughs> do they not know what heat is? <laughs> I put my hand on the stove once. This is you what see I mean. The coil if, on somebody, my hand? if somebody created a metal that could turn heat into energy, they would solve so many of our energy problems on this planet. Mm-hmm. But nope. Well, I don't know if they would. I mean, you'd still have to heat the unobtainium in order to produce. It'd be, yeah, maybe not. Maybe you're not even skipping a step because you'd still have to heat it. In order to heat it, you'd have to burn something or find a heat source, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, it's not anyway. lossless. At least there's that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so about uh, yeah. what about our uh, little geeky nerdy uh, um, computer guy? Fuck Anything him. that well, no, he does blow a whistle into a phone and give somebody free mm-hmm. long distance back when you had to worry about something like that. <laughs> Uh, right by by creating a um, a whistle with a, a piece of gum yeah. wrapper mm-hmm. and then whistles mm-hmm. into the phone and gives him free long uh, no just saying no <clears throat> can you control the entire internet even with unlimited resources of the government is that is that possible no. well I mean North Korea does he it. says what he did what he <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because they don't have internet I don't know I, I don't. The implication is that he has managed to hack into thousands of databases mm-hmm. that utilize the net. Thousands and thousands of them. And what he did, said was he created an algorithm that would seek out specific words and then delete those words out of the out of the internet. Now, if you did, here's some problems. I think now, right now, someone could probably create an algorithm that could spread across a network that would delete re- things that are related. It's smart enough to recognize. Let's say I didn't want anyone to mention blueberry pie, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't want anyone to talk about blueberry pie. Here are the words that I want you to look out for. Blueberry, pie, crust, blueberry, crust... And it would be smart enough to recognize, okay, this one is related to blueberry pie, but it wouldn't delete every every person's, everything that had to, was related to the color blue or anything that had to do with pie. Because what he said is, I put in keywords and I'll seek it out and destroy it. Do you know how many people would start freaking out? Because I don't know how many this words he programmed into thing it. This thing is happening right now. There is a, it's called the Streisand effect. This is a, this mm-hmm. is a, there is a viral video of a piece of dog shit young man punching a mater d in the face and then when he gets tackled to the ground by a, a, a bystander he's then pinned to the ground until the police came this guy was drunk and now what is happening mm-hmm. is the father of this young man happens to be wealthy and he is paying moderators and youtube and other websites to remove the video over and over and over again but this is the thing no matter how much you control whether or not that happens people will always always re-upload it mm-hmm. Always. It's just like this. You might not be able to find Two Girls, One Cup on YouTube because it was originally uploaded to YouTube accidentally. But if you put those keywords in, (laughs) you'll find it somewhere. You'll find Mm -hmm. it somewhere. Yeah. So this hacker was hired to make sure that the general public never finds out about what's happening. Right. Right. Because they have to keep it a secret because they don't want people freaking out. And so he creates this algorithm that looks out for certain keywords. We're never allowed to know what those keywords, but it probably is a number of them. And the person that's using the internet who has loaded something up and notices that um, his uh, I guess all of their work is gone and it was a, what something has to do with geology or something yeah. like that. I mean it's it's <sighs> I appreciate the fact that they they realized that the internet would be a problem about a source a leak source, yeah. but the way they went about it is they hired one guy yep. who wanted hot pockets and Xena tapes in order to hack the entire planet. In truth, if you wanted to hack the entire planet, you'd need all of the employees of Google and probably a few more in order to be able to accomplish something like that. It wouldn't be one guy. And then guess where the leaks would be coming from? They'd be coming from those people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So while this doesn't really enter into the t- necessarily the science of 
how people are, it does kind of enter into the science of can you enter an algorithm into the system that can do that? I don't know. It's possible, but I think it's remotely possible. I mean, but I on, think on that it won't side. work the way they think it's going to work. I don't think it would be successful. Yeah, yeah. No. no. Um, so um, we did the phone whistle. Uh, so here's the second premise, the second enchilada, number two. Uh, can you detonate a bunch of nuclear charges at the core of the Earth to restart it? Well, we're not even there. Yo, no, no, but that's what, what they describe do. what they're going to do. So what they're going to do is they're going to detonate one big bomb mm-hmm. based on the viscosity of what they believe is the inner core mm-hmm. or the next layer out. And they're going to detonate this gigantic bomb. It's going to cause the... It's going to jumpstart it again. Now... No. <laughs> no, number one, no. Number two, um, they seem to keep forgetting that the Earth is a globe. Uh-huh. They keep doing it like, yeah, they, they, when you see the, the graphic depiction of it, it it's, it's, uh-huh. it's, like the Earth, it's like they're just traveling along a two-dimensional plane, a circular two-dimensional uh-huh. plane detonating these things instead of doing yeah. it like... And they they keep looking at a donut. They would have to, basically. yeah, like they wouldn't have to go uh, in, or, or at least have six or seven other ships that that would cross hatch mm-hmm. over over different areas with more nuclear. Just yeah, yeah, one yeah. of them. Just one of them. I like how they have a live feed of what's going on with the core, though. Oh yeah, that's we we all have. We that always have. How that? they have the no, we don't even have. We don't have it now. We never. We, we may never have something like that. We don't have sensors that can penetrate through the Earth crust into into the core of the planet and get an accurate second by second measurement of how that stuff is moving around and also you know they they say it's moving around around a thousand miles an hour around the the inner core now here's the thing you take a bomb a nuclear bomb or any bomb and you explode it unless it's a shaped charge that's made to blow in a particular direction when that explodes the shock waves go in all directions no right? they move along Which a two-dimensional plane and then bounce off of an that's imaginary an imaginary circle and then f- fluid dynamics 101 it just yeah, it just doesn't cancel itself out when the, all those shockwaves hit a point on the other side of the globe and then bounce back to the other side. Uh-huh. <sighs> uh-huh. Mm. So no. So the thing they're gonna, the thing they're gonna do isn't gonna work, but they're taking five nukes with them because they're tying all five nukes together and they're all gonna explode right all at once. And it's gonna, yeah, here it's gonna fix in, it. In the movie, remember the the, the guy, yeah. the scientist guy. He says, "That's all science is, best guess." No, it isn't. <laughs> I wanted to reach through the screen and grab his jaw and then just suddenly let all of my weight fall on it to rip his jaw off. No, it isn't. <laughs> it is not best guess. Whoever wrote sure this script the movie said deserves so. to have to be to be castrated. But while they're working on building the ship, Rome explodes. Oh yeah, do uh, uh, you know the Colosseum has so much metal in it that like when lightning strikes it, it just stays in there like a Faraday cage and then explodes. Yeah, it like charges up the rocks, yeah. so they glow blue. Yeah, and then like so, uh, there's a whole bunch of lightning that strikes Rome, and it strikes the Colosseum so much that it starts to glow blue, and then it explodes. Now, fun fact: um, lightning can make concrete explode, right? But not like that. It, it's no. What it, it seems to be stored and then passed around the Colosseum, like like the gods mm-hmm. are having fun with it or something. They're, yeah, they're like, exactly. You, 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 take this no you take this and it's spinning around and all of a sudden it's like it's like oh and then it explodes Mm -hmm. no 
Yeah, it, uh, lightning can make can make concrete crack. Yes, it's a better con- conductor of electricity than air is, and um, it can hit with such force that it can cause concrete to fragment. Um, and it can sometimes uh, have an explosive effect, but not to the degree that this thing. I mean, the Colosseum blew up like a new kid. It. Right. So stupid, stupid. Anyway, now they get into their ship and they go into the Earth core. But do they do it right there on the land? Uh, no, no, right they, they go they into go? the Marianas Trench, which is 11 miles deep, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's seven. Okay, seven. Okay, but a lot of miles deep. <laughs> It's, it's many a lot of miles, miles deep. deep. Okay, and they because that's the thinnest area. But why? Why do they even bother? If this goddamn thing can cut through, it's like it's like oh no, you have to go through an extra three miles with this not impossible laser with an un, unreality, <laughs> you know, metal. Like why? <laughs> why does that even matter? No, no, they got it because the where there are whales. And oh, and stuff. I, but I have and, to ask: um, uh, are, are there rigs along the Marianas Trench? Because that's what are they just built no. that shit there? They were like, oh yeah, no. we we built we built a stand seven miles deep that holds up this rig yeah. just for this thing. <laughs> no, there's no rig. <laughs> It's the Mariana's fucking trench, for God's sake. But they drop it in there, and they go through, and then they have, there's, uh, you know, action foo where they can't start the turbines and turn on the lasers until the very last minute, and then it works. Yay! Yeah, right? yeah. So now they're in, they're, they're tunneling through the Earth's, Earth's core. Well, no, no, through and, through the Earth's crust first. Oh, okay, through the Earth's crust. Um, oh, I, 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 I going, Jason, um, what, hmm? um... When you're digging through the crust and there's no heat to power the electrical ship, like, what's powering the ship? Oh, I forgot. No, they never tell you. Right. They don't. No, they I don't do. Think they tell it's, you. it's a throwaway. It's a it's a throwaway line. Is it nuclear? It's powered by a nuclear reactor. Is it really? Yep. Remember, at the end of the movie, they have to get more. They have to uh, make the last bomb more powerful than the other ones, so they steal rods from the nuclear reactor. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> if your brain was dead by the end of the movie, it's perfectly fine if you don't remember. But yeah, that's what the, one of the things they had to do. So let's go get back into how we generate electricity with a nuclear reactor. Well, I mean, I, as far as how the nuclear <laughs> reactor works, if the premise of the other things were accurate, then I mean, I, that mm-hmm. that part I'm not going to question at all, because it just turns a turbine. Why? Because a nuclear reactor on a submarine just, it, it does does what a nuclear reactor does. Generates heat, it turns you know a turbine, and then turns the... Do you know why it works on a submarine? Uh, I, I mean... Or in space? Why? Because you can keep them cool. You have to have a. Yes, but they have liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen doesn't work when you're using it as a. You have to have, number one, you have to have some sort of fluid that can be turned into steam that turns the turbine that generates the electricity. But you also have to have something that regulates the temperature of the fuel rods or they go into meltdown and then they They melt through the ship. They go all Chernobyl. Yes, okay. Right, they go all Chernobyl. So this ship isn't big enough to harness or hold a. a nuclear reactor, nuclear reactor pile or a deep pile on that ship because in order to have that you also have to have to have control rods that can stop the nuclear reactor right. re- reaction instantaneously and I don't think they have that those things are usually huge if anyone's seen a nuclear reactor or you know seen pictures of it or watched Chernobyl you know how big these fucking things are 
and to say that we've compacted it down even to the size of this really long train, which is what it looks like. It looks like a big worm, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really, I mean, we're already at a point where science doesn't matter anymore. They said nuclear reactor because they wanted nuclear reactor because they said, yeah, it runs on diesel. None of it makes sense. It's dumb. There's no way they would have been able to maintain the engine's temperature without it melting through. Absolutely. Because they're going to somewhere even hotter. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for explaining that to me, Jason. I I did not know that. No problem. I like it. So uh, would there be giant geodes near the core of the planet? I don't know. We don't know that. They just made that Um, up to have a plot contrivance. So they crashed through a geode. They crashed through a geode. They actually they burn into it, right? They burn into a geode, and it's hollow inside, right? You guys have cracked open geodes, I'm sure, and you've seen that it has all the crystalline, yeah, crystalline stuff on the and inside. And pretty and, yeah, right. Um, when they so they're now in the outer core, right? Mm. When they hit this thing. I don't even want to know how many pounds of pressure per square inch that is, right? Mm-hmm. And they act like there's just but air inside that thing. Th- it's like empty. It's like a void. Like, here's something that has never been... Now, maybe it would be filled with gases, maybe. Maybe. But it's so big, and it's at such a pressure, that I would think that if they managed to crack into it, the entire structure would have fallen apart. Immediately. Right? Which it, it does, just, inevitably. Yeah, immediately. But it would have done it immediately. Uh, hey, uh, Jason. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah, go. They have MRI cameras on the ship that show them the outside? Yeah. Well, I'm... Okay. What? Yeah, it's an MRI camera. You know how MRIs work, right? Uh, well, I do now, but I just can't see that happening in <laughs> real time constantly. Like, just a camera where you just point it like at Like it's something. a window, right? You just go, <laughs> there it is. What is blank space here? I don't understand. Remember, he had to program what he thought they would find. And, yeah. yeah. They're like, I know that we can't go through anything that's black, <clears throat> but what about... What about they look on their screen and say, what does static mean? And he's like, oh, that means I don't know what it is. And then they crash into the geode. Yeah. And one of the crystals gets stuck in its like turbine okay. thing, and they've got to get yeah, out. Yeah, here's a dumb thing that's really just a, a dumb thing. They're using they're using a, like a, a, a arc well, like a burnt like a arc welder or something to cut through it, and they have axes on the fucking ship. Why aren't there four mm-hmm. guys hacking at this thing with an axe instead of standing there going, "Oh, we need Aaron Eckhart's oxygen to make this"? Oh, it's working well now. It's working well now. I'm mm-hmm. like. Okay, well, that's just stupidity. But right in the middle of that scene is the thing that I cannot stand. They say, his vital signs are dropping. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. he's tachycardic. His heart is yeah. beating extremely fast, which is something that would, you know, happen. But they're not dropping. It's not like mm-hmm. he's. It's not like his heart is stopping and he's like, eh, and then passing out. It's going, <laughs> you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. you didn't describe what happened in the movie, so people are like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> it doesn't matter. At some point in the movie, they have to get out and they have to clear a crystal out of the turbine. What they decide to do is they're going to use some sort of cutting torch just say that? to cut through the crystal. <laughs> yes, to cut through the crystal like it was metal. The thing is, is that crystals and metal aren't the same thing. Thing, but he's melting his way through this crystal. So how hot does his cutting torch have to be in order to do that? Very hot. Um. So then he starts running out of oxygen to power the the heat, the 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 flame, and Aaron Eckhart connects <clears throat> his oxygen to the thing, which would have sucked it dry almost immediately. But um, then he starts going into tachycardia, like you mm-hmm. said. But then they said no, he's. But we we overlook the biggest the thing, right? They're in the inner core temperature 
fuck if I know. I mean, Jesus Christ. Let's, let's just say, throw a number, 5,000 degrees Celsius. Oh, let's just throw, yeah, 5,000 degrees Celsius. Why not? And they're in... <laughs> they're in suits that are and made so of plastic. Just, that, that, aren't, that don't seem to be pressurized nope. at all, right? Nope. And they're just walking around like it's no big... In fact, they're like, oh, look at that. That's really cool. Ooh. Um, these suits are more impossible than the ship. Mm-hmm. The suits are more... They have glass. They have glass. Um, they look kind of like... Uh, a, a mixture between an astronaut suit and a, a biohazard uh-huh. suit. Yeah. Right? Gray, pl- gray kind of plasticky surface. They're just walking around. They're perfectly fine. They're cool. Apparently, this genius has created a material that can <laughs> negate the effects of heat and pressure. I think it's somewhere around 300,000 pounds of pressure per square inch. I don't even think it's pounds. I think it's tons <laughs> per square inch. <laughs> But they're just walking around like, la-di-da, la-di-da. So let's pretend that they did have a suit that could prevent them from being injured under that amount of pressure. They wouldn't be able to move. They would not be able to move. No, no, no. They would totally be able to walk around. They would dance. They could do a TikTok (laughs) down there. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be smashed into paste. But they're just wandering around. And then the captain dies. Yeah, a little chunk comes down and punctures his helmet. Yeah, and then he falls into the lava and doesn't explode which is what would happen more than (laughs) you are so much colder than lava uh-huh. On contact with it, I'm pretty sure you would explode. You I would be vaporized. All I know is, is that there was a hole in his suit, and it didn't immediately... Cr- I mean, if the premise of the that the suits keep the pressure out, that he just didn't... His body just didn't... It didn't immediately, you know, get crushed and blowed. The pressure differentiation mm-hmm. would have killed him. But he just stands there for a little while, and then he falls into the lava. It's perfectly fine. And she says, get in. Get in. Back in. We're going. And they leave. Phew. They did mm. it. But uh-oh. Now they've... Now they've another giant problem. Yeah, Orth's core is thinner than they thought it would be. Nope. Oh. There are diamonds the big as big as whole states. Oh, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Okay. Do you think the Earth can form diamonds as big as the state of Rhode Island? Uh, I mean, we've never been down there, but then I'm trying to prove a negative, right? so I'll say no. Yeah. I mean. Okay, so the diamonds that we have on the Earth were made about... Three billion years ago. Heat and pressure on the Earth's core created the diamonds. The diamonds spurt out, come up with volcanic eruptions, get buried, you know, they, where, how we, when we find them on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot more common than the diamond industry would allow you to believe. But the idea that they can form that, I mean, okay, so in order to create a diamond, you need a huge amount of carbon to create Mm -hmm. it, right? So if you had a diamond in the state of Rhode Island, that would mean that you would have to have 10 times the amount of carbon in order to crush it down to make it into a diamond, Right. right? So I don't think our planet can generate enough direct pressure to create something that large. Maybe big boulder sized diamonds, that would make more sense. But not the ones that they're showing on the screen, which are huge, like meteor-sized <laughs> diamonds floating around. Uh-huh. So I, I'm calling bullshit on that. Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, one of the things depressurizes. We see it. Uh, we see it crush like a tin can. Uh, yes, which it's not supposed to do because of what it, what it, we're told it does. <laughs> But that is exactly what would happen to anything else if it managed to get down there uh, to that point. But, you know, they don't play by their own rules anymore, so fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it, said the person that wrote this movie. (laughs) Fuck it. I just want money. Who wrote this script? You want me to look it up? I don't care. I'm curious. No. 
I oh, okay. don't. Okay. All right. So he looked at Baby's first geology book and then he wrote the script. So they get to the. They get there and they find out that it's not as um, that the that it's thinner than they thought it would be, yeah. right? It's not as fluid, and they're like, "Oh no, it's not gonna." So the work. math doesn't work. And then we, yeah, and then we find out that the reason that the Earth's uh, <laughs> the Earth's core yeah. is not spinning anymore is because they made a giant earthquake machine. <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> what? Is what possible it's, that they, they drill this giant hole and they shoot uh, electromagnetism down it to make earthquakes? Yeah, because then that isn't that another thing where you're transferring one type of energy into another? So Dr. Bad Hair <laughs> cr- created this thing called Destiny because they heard, they didn't confirm, they heard that our nation's enemies, which enemies? To I the don't movie's know, credit, this but, is the something that the United States would do. <laughs> Maybe I would hope that they would I'm confirm more before they gi- built this giant underground complex that is basically a hole with a big spark plug up at the top that's going to shoot electromagnetic energy down into the ground. But they say that they could target and create earthquakes anywhere on the planet. That's what they were trying How? to do. I they shoot they, they shoot the lasers. <laughs> It's a laser. It's a, it's a, a lightning bolt. We put Emperor Palpatine in the middle of this, and, it, and he goes, and then he sends it into the Earth's core, and it, it, it makes China go. <sighs> but then they decide, they, they're saying, okay, well, your guys isn't going to work. We're going to use Destiny again, and this and hopefully it'll jumpstart it. And they're like, no, it'll destabilize. <sighs> It'll destabilize the core. Mm-hmm. Anything that we could do, anything. Drop. We could drop nukes on the core all the live long day. We could shoot it with our little pew pews. Actually, if we could reach the, the core, crest. wouldn't that be a great way to get a, get rid of old nuclear material? Wouldn't it also be a great way to open up a big old clean hole for hot lava to just come spurting out? No why aren't reason we, to wait, crawl up through I'm the I'm jokingly saying this, but why don't we drop our nuclear rods into into fucking volcanoes? I don't understand that. <laughs> because the nuclear... I know. Okay, so if the, if it erupts the again, it will shoot works. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll just... it'll the, You can't destroy radiation. You can only spread it out. It has to... Those atoms, those particles have to spin don't off at a certain rate. Don't the children of Chernobyl <laughs> know it. So even if you threw it in a volcano, you just made the lava radioactive... <laughs> No, but if you if you threw it at the core of the earth, like while they were down there, uh-huh. they probably could have just dropped off a few hundred spent rods that we didn't need, you know, hanging around for the next hundred thousand years. Yeah, if only we only had a couple of spent rods. That's what I'm saying. I'm a couple hundred. I said a couple hundred. We have millions. We have metric tons of spent exactly. rods. Exactly. So one of those one of those so... little compartments that got crushed to a fucking can. <laughs> No, the, we t- it would. We'd need. Uh, we'd need a fleet of those goddamn things exactly. filled to the brim with rods. They have a more pressing problem. The Earth is gonna burn up like that peach. We don't want. We don't want post oh, oh, oh. burned peach. Here's Earth. a scientifically inaccurate thing that Mister Mister Bad Hair says. Uh, he says an electric st- shock can stop a heart. It can also restart one. No. No. That's not how that works. No, we can't. You don't use those on a heart that's stopped. No. You pump. You mm-hmm. pump. Mm-hmm. It's to defibrillate. That's why it's called a defibrillator. And oh, when Aaron mm-hmm. Eckhart was in Tachycard, 
hernia, you could have defibrillated yeah. him to re to reset yeah. his heart so that it so that it would it would pump normally. So everybody's bummed, and then they realize, hey, if we drop one nuke off in a trail, and then we blow up one right after the other, it'll cause a wave that's bigger than the original. It still doesn't make any sense, guys. They've just... Okay, instead of dropping one big bomb, they're now dropping five big bombs in different areas. It's still not going to cause anything to spin in one particular direction. It makes no fucking goddamn sense. It's, yes, no. But that's what they're, that's what they're going to uh, do now. now. Uh, microwaves then, from the sun are shooting through the atmosphere mm-hmm. because the atmosphere has no effect on that at, at all. And it just destroys, it just burns people alive. Do you alive. like how in the movie it's a it's a distinct beam that is coming from the sun and going, I, pinpointing Jason, a place on the my earth? my entire life I have always been able to see microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> and ultraviolet, too. Uh-huh. And what does it do? It, it melts the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, no. Yep. And then it falls apart wrong. So when they melt through the Golden Gate Bridge, the two towers that are that are standing upright because it's a suspension bridge, bow towards the platform that has been gone. Uh, no, they would probably bow that away, happen. wouldn't they? Yeah, because remember the anchor points for both sides of the bridge are on either side of the land, and it's pulling in the other direction. So they would actually bow the other direction, and the rest of the the rest of the suspension bridge would should be okay. Wait, so everybody um, on the near the middle that was still on the part uh, suspended by the anchor. That point would be trebucheted back into either Auckland or into Oakland no. or San Francisco. <laughs> Auckland. No, I said Auckland. I meant Oakland. The Golden Gate Bridge connects Marin County to San Francisco. All right, I'm sorry. The Bay Bridge connects Oakland to San okay. Francisco. Anyway, I think we went over uh, this no. like five years ago, and I forgot. Probably. But either way, the whole point they would is that they would be trebucheted and like. They, that's that's a pretty that's and a pretty high remember, suspension. It's, it's strong. Uh, that's a, a high tension mm-hmm. wire that's holding. This. Yeah, and those microwaves went through all of our atmospheres because you can see it burning a hole in the atmosphere. Oh too. yeah, mm, dangerous. Uh. So they do it. They blow up the things. The impossible thing happens that can't possibly happen. And, but now they've got to get home. And they they so the last okay here we go. The last bomb has to be bigger than all the other bombs for some so, reason. Yeah. And Doctor Badhair tells him before Doctor Badhair dies, you the, need the spent, to the take rods, the plutonium, yeah. not the spent oh, no, ones, the, the, the active, the active ones. rods. Uh, and he just picked he oh he I, actually the part that bugs me the most is. He picks them up with a chain so he's not touching the hot container, and it melts through the chain. Right. But then he picks it up with his hands while wearing the suit. But it's while wearing the super yeah. suit, and he carries it. These are heavy too because it's a, you know these are heavy elements, um, and he mm-hmm. carries those. But it doesn't melt through the gloves, and it doesn't even make. He's like, oh my hands when he finally brings it up to the. He does. He's like, he's, oh he's got my like hands. No, but you, it's not even his hands aren't even red. <laughs> nope, not really. But um, he just kind of sticks that onto the uh, the bomb, and you know, sticking just plutonium on the outside of a bomb will immediately make it that much stronger, right? Yep. No. no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how a bomb works. That's, that's not, not how a nuclear not weapon explosives. works. Explosives. <laughs> they're they're fly- it's fucking plutonium. So <laughs> I need the one point twenty one gigawatts of electricity. <laughs> You have a bullet that shoots into the plutonium, which causes the chain reaction that creates the explosion. They just—he just kind of hung. He just kind of dragged it into the room. He's like, "There, you go right there, that, you motherfucker." Yeah, you're, you're all yeah. Even though you're not touching and you're not part of the bomb at all, I'm just kind of draping it on the outside. <laughs> 
It'd be like pouring a thin layer of gasoline on top of a a, a stick of dynamite. Uh, so now their ship is okay because yeah, they have no power. And they think, oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to get out because we've got no more power. And then he remembers, oh, he said that uh, it converts heat into energy, mm-hmm. right? Oh boy. So he literally they, okay. Th- th- this is the funny part. Solder. He just he just rips wires out of the wall and then solders them to the solders fucking, them to the hull. And no voltage check, no wattage check, no nothing. He's just like electricity no, goes. How about That's this? It. It's enough electricity to power their engine and turn on all of their controls. Right. But while they're soldering it on, you can clearly see that one of them is holding up their weight with their bare hand up against the thing that can generate electricity. Yeah, and it, but it's not going to discharge into them because we're like birds on, yeah, on a wire. Yeah, we're like we're birds like on birds. a wire. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> But it works, and they get all their power back, and now they're, they're zooming out of yeah, there, right? Yeah, and they right? zoom back to the crust where the, underneath the water, they just suddenly stop because it's cold again. Now, it took them how many days to get to the core? 13 days or something like that? 14 oh, days. It I, took I a long know. time. I don't know. It took them a long time. It took them like two weeks. Now they're zipping mm-hmm. out. They, they, and they say out loud, we're going to be able to make it back up to the surface in less time, even though we're now working against gravity. And <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's another thing. I, I could have sworn I watched a, a very, very excellent YouTube video about what it would... It, could you actually fall through the center of the Earth? And what would happen is you would be crushed to death, first of all. Yeah. Um, but that gravity doesn't work that way, right? No, and also you would probably die when you hit the, hit the solid core mm-hmm. without reaching the... You'd never actually reach the center of the Earth. Right. Because the center of the Earth is solid. It is a solid iron core. Um, anyway, so they're deciding... We're going to go up through these vent tunnels, right? And they're navigating their way up through the vent tunnels. And then they find, they go all, and they don't, they're nothing, they never run out of room. Nothing ever crushes them. Oh, the other thing. Uh, they don't run into anything. My lovely, huh? lovely husband said, uh, reminded me that uh, uh, her eyebrows are drawn on. And if it were that hot in there, they would have melted off. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So they get into they get they they come out of the volcano and they're now in the ocean water and they lose power because um, they were drawing electricity from heat that's not possible and now they're like what can we do and he's like we can send out a you know a sonar ping or something mm-hmm. yeah and then they use the sonar ping to attract whales okay because in the uh-huh. beginning we saw that whales were attracted to the ship for some reason and now the whales are all and all. All sorts of whales, not just humpback whales, but like killer whales. And yeah, because all whales respond to the same thing. You just put your neck to the mic and go uh-huh. like that, <laughs> and then you know, like Dory, you know, and then uh-huh. they just come. And then they get found. Hooray! And I'm not even going to talk about. Okay, so the very last scene of this film is that they're they're like all, oh, it's too bad no one will never know that we saved the world. And then the hacker guy goes into a cafe. Called Called Cyber Cafe. Well, I mean, uh, uh, remember it's 2003. I don't so care. It, it, that was a we called a them Cyber, cyber Cafe cafes, is a but, new thing, right? That's like calling your restaurant restaurant. <laughs> I, you know what? I kind of want to do that now because this is the thing. There are so many small chain restaurants that are being closed down in the area. I could easily just build it. I just need to buy this property. And what are you going to name the restaurant? Restaurant. 
What do you make here? Food. It's just called uh-huh. food. I don't think cow you, food. Chick. I don't think you can legally call your restaurant food. restaurant. <laughs> Dog food. Um, he, he sits. He sits down with a 2003 laptop. Yeah. And up- uploads then, to the whole internet. It uploads instantaneously to the entire yeah. internet. It's Everybody like else's now's screens speeds. all of a sudden. It's like now speeds that mm-hmm. he's doing this at. And then the end. Yeah. So, Addy, what grade are you going to give this piece of shit? <laughs> An F. Apply yourself. I'm, mm-hmm, I am expelling it. I have never been hit so hard. Aside from some real basic, you could probably pick this up from the internet stuff about how what, what the Earth looks like underneath the Earth's crust and that we need a magnetosphere. Everything else is... The whole premise is bullshit. Mm-hmm. If the premise was we've got we've to get the Earth to spin again so the magnetosphere will come back because we don't want too many people to get skin cancer, that's not a pressing problem. They should have stopped writing the script as soon as they saw how stupid it was but they didn't mm-hmm. i'm expelling it you're giving an f five walled <laughs> but it's also still a kind of fun movie to uh, yes you know like it's y- a y- real dumb movie? movie oh man of steel anyway <laughs> that is not uh, fun i'm to just watch at all. i'm just trying to hurt my friend's heart that's right you are <laughs> he's gonna you because, are, that's why because he has a you. pacemaker his heart's gonna go uh, and then it's just gonna drop dead on the floor <laughs> Oh, Superman <laughs> Returns was fantastic. Anyway, oh I, I'm sorry, Jason. I actually you do just, believe that. You just don't want this to get on the air, do you? <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, so that's it. Big surprise, guys. There was literally almost no science in this fucking thing. I mean, other than the fact use, that the, the actors had to follow rules that we've discovered by science, like if they walk on the floor, they're not going to float away because gravity keeps pulling them <laughs> to the center of the earth. <laughs> right. They have to breathe air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they're children. They they were they were born <sighs> of other humans. <laughs> like. Hey, Professor Blake, we got to do this again. Uh, I think it's your choice this time because I chose the core. I can't think of anything. Um, uh, You know what? Let's do it. Fuck it. We came up with it in this one. We're going to do it now. The next time on at the Cinetific oh, no. Institute, the movie that we're going to dissect is that wonderful, hey, isn't being an assassin fun movie wanted? <laughs> Where we're going to learn about basic physics and ballistics. We've never covered those topics some before. Some martial artists. Some, some martial arts. Some. Was there bit. any real like, martial arts in well, that movie? This is- this is probably one of the first movies where they tried to do a, a th- an a, a Americanize a thing that the uh, Japanese and Chinese have been doing called gun fu. Um, it, oh, this, or gun this kata. was before. This was before John Wick, mind you. Um, John right. Wick was. But John Wick isn't performing. No, he's pretend. He well, is well, performing gun fu. Uh, there are some uh, yeah. Chow Yun Fat movies where he performs gun fu just for fun. But uh, the most famous ones would be the John Wick films. Uh, it's it's gun food. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- but what they're doing in Wanted is not. No, it's it's gun. It's magic. gun magic. <laughs> it's about a guy who goes to the Hogwarts school of, of gun magicry, of, uh, firearms, and, <laughs> <laughs> and assassins, and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> 
And remember, everybody, if there's more science you want to add to this, or if we got something fucking wrong, then please leave a comment on our SoundCloud uh, on this on this audio. Or podcast. just leave your grade uh, about for the movie. <laughs> or anything. Just leave yeah, your comments. just leave we your like grade comments. for the movie. Jesus. So from everyone here at the Cinetific Institute, this has been Podcast Professor Casey. And this has been Podcast Professor Atticus Blake. And remember, here at the here at the Cinetific Institute, we put the science in fiction. Never gonna get it right. (laughs) In fiction. One day, one day you will. I actually literally forget it every time. Now take back what you said about Superman Returns. Man of Steel was so good. I jerked off through the whole You're a thing. dead man. You're dead. Jason, Jason said I was dead, and Steve said I was dead too. But now I have Steve <laughs> on my side because I like Superman Returns. Goodbye, everybody. No, man of Steel was fucking awful. And, but man, Superman Returns was, was goddamn good. I'm sorry. It was a good story. Say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. So they, they don't hear me crying. <laughs>If you would like to contribute just $1 a month to support this podcast or any of the other podcasts that Lemmy Listen produces, please visit our page at Patreon. Just search for Lemmy Listen Podcasts, or you can click the Patreon link on our website. And thanks for listening.